Hi, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors. Here at Fertility Warriors HQ, we believe in three things, grace, grit, and gratitude. We don't believe you have to be perfect to fall pregnant, but we do believe that you need to place yourself and your well-being at the top of your priority list. I'm your host, Robin Birkin. For some people, trying to conceive is a cakewalk. I was not one of those people. My journey was years in the making and included IUIs, IVF and a miscarriage, as well as many, many tears before we fell pregnant with our first child. Now I'm the author of the book, Screw Infertility, and the founder of a 12-week mind-body fertility program, the Fertility Warrior Intensive. I'm here to help you not only navigate these waters, but to help you feel like a badass in the process. My superpower? Helping Taipei women find calm, confidence, and happiness in their journey. I'm a little woo-woo, a lot straight shooter, and I swear like a sailor. Sorry, mom. I've never turned down a bowl of mashed potato, and if you like salt and pepper, mm, I think we'll get along just fine. So hit that subscribe button and tune in for tips, advice, and real talk every week. I promise you, I'm not daggy. Okay, maybe a lot daggy, but subscribe anyway. Enough small talk, let's do this thing. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Fertility Warrior Intensive. Today's episode is a little bit different. It's something that I've been wanting to do now for years. And I'm so excited that I have, like, I've got there and, like, just at the last minute. I have been using the Mira Fertility Tracker. So I, like I said, I've been wanting to track my ovulation and know when I'm ovulating for years now. And for those of you who know my story, you'll know that when I had Olivia, she had a bit of a disaster childbirth. You can go back and see, like, I think it's called Olivia's birth story or it's called my placenta previa story, but I had a complication called major placenta previa. But, and so like I ended up having a bleed, I was rushed to hospital, blah, blah, blah. I had Olivia, but then I had, I think it was like uterine atony where my uterus was just like, meh, I've done my part. I give up. And I'm super grateful for my uterus. Like it was basically kamikaze itself in order to bring me my um, second little person but I don't have a uterus anymore. So I'm missing my uterus and most of my cervix. I Guys, I am so clucky, seriously. But uh, children having days, uh, like it's just time. So I know that, you know, I could always try and get a surrogate or do something like that. But baby making journey is over for us. So you guys need to work hard to have all these babies and then hopefully you can live in Perth so that then I can cuddle your babies, please. Um, because I'm, I want to be the fabulous auntie now. Anyway, but because I don't have a uterus or a cervix, I don't get a period, which you would be like, yeah, but you're not trying to conceive. So who gives a shit? But one of the, you, I think, how do I explain it? I explained a couple of episodes back that I almost, there's a book even called The Fifth Vital Sign and you're like getting a period and having a regular cycle is really just such a good clue into what your health is doing. Like if you get really bad period cramps all the time, that might be a sign that something's off. If your cycle is too long, that might be a sign that's off. If your cycle is like a really long length and it's not usually, then that could be a sign that something's a bit off, right? And so... 
not having a cycle has really not given me that good an idea as to what's going on with my body. And I've been wanting to track my ovulation for absolutely ages now. When I w- when we were trying to conceive, so before we were at a fertility clinic and everything was hashtag science blood tests, then there were two ways that I used to track. So I did my basal body temperature for months, guys, like for seven months, maybe even longer. And that was really frustrating. I never got those beautiful peaks. So what's supposed to happen when you... There's two ways to track ovulation. One is through a hormone called LH, luteinizing hormone, and the other is by tracking your basal body temperature. So after you ovulate, there's supposed to be like... There's... I can't even remember anymore. I should know this. There's like a temperature drop and then the temperature goes right up or the opposite. Your temperature goes right up and then it goes right down. Anyway, you're supposed to have that. I never had these beautiful curves with my cycle, okay? So it was like, it was always kind of like a little bit up and downy, up, up, in, up and downy. Um, and when you track your basal body temperature, you're supposed to do it like before getting up in the morning, like you just lay there, like it's almost, you know, like a resting body temperature, okay? And then... The other way is to check your luteinizing hormone. So one of the questions that I've also had is like, hold up, wait a minute. Even though you've had a hysterectomy, you're still ovulating? And the answer is yes. So we have like four key hormones when we are women and going through our cycles. So estrogen, progesterone, luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone. Okay, so they all kind of work in sync with each other. But LH and FSH actually come from our brain. I think they come from the pituitary gland. And then estrogen and progesterone primarily come from our ovaries, okay? But when we get our period, that's basically our uterine shedding the like lining that it had created in case implantation happens. So I don't have a uterus, so there's no lining that gets created. However, I do have my ovaries and my fallopian tubes. And obviously, I still have my brain, <laughs> So I still have those four hormones like going through a cycle in my body, okay? So I still ovulate, right? There are, I don't 100% understand the biology of it and like what exactly is got, like is it sewn up? Does the egg like release into the fallopian tube and then just go to nowhere or is the fallopian tube like sewn up? I don't 100% understand the biology and literally, seriously, I look at things like ovulation all the time. I look at brain science all the time and I don't know why I can never remember it. It's like I'm constantly re-looking it up. If you would like to know exactly which hormones are going up and down at different times of the month because, you know, like progesterone, for example, usually only is like almost next to nothing until you ovulate and then it starts to rise LH, luteinizing hormone, right before you're about to ovulate, has a surge, like it has a big spike, okay? And that is what signals to your body that it's, you know, pretty much time to release an egg, okay? If you want to know the ins and outs specifically of how that works with a beautiful graph, then I actually have a document that's a free ebook called, uh, like, Infertility 101, and in that document, it's got all of the details. It's got exactly what's going on in your body. If you go to robinberkencom slash library, you'll get access to my library. There's a whole bunch of other stuff in there. There's basal body temperature tracking charts. There's a meditation. There's some other eBooks. There's all sorts of stuff, right? So you can go there to get that eBook. 
the one way that I used to track my ovulation was using my basal body temperature. Um, my cycle always came at regular days, so it was always like between 27 and 28 days long, so it was nice and regular, but I never got the beautiful graphs, and I was convinced that I probably was ovulating like day 13, day 14, okay? The other way that I tried was I bought these really cheap ovulation sticks off eBay, and I would test multiple times per day, <laughs> as you do, and I burned through these sticks. Like I would buy 50 or 100 at a time and I would just use them all. And I would, I feel like I would never, ever get like the, when you ovulate on the LH strips, the ovulation line is supposed to be darker than the test line. I never got that. So it was just a really, generally it was just a really frustrating process. And then I gave up uh, and just went, went with whatever the fertility clinic said. And I just kind of said, okay, well, it's around about day 14. And then around my strategy was kind of like went in between cycles at the fertility clinic was just like, you know, like day nine or 10 onwards, try to have sex every other day, right? Which if you have a really regular cycle and you, you do know that you ovulate around day 13, day 14, totally valid way to do it. But so you don't always need to know exactly when you're ovulating and you don't need to have sex every day. You can have sex every other day. So super frustrating. I don't get my period anymore. So it's quite confusing as to when... I am ovulating or not because I don't get a period. So there's not that obvious point there. So I have joined a partnership with Mira and they kindly sent me a Mira tracker to try. Now I can tell you now that I don't do like partnerships or anything like that very often. I've been approached by a number of the apps. I've been approached by a number of the trackers and things like that. And I've just never seen one that has been one that I've wanted to try in this capacity before. So I haven't wanted to try a basal body temperature based system because I wanted to actually see the luteinizing hormone spike, even though I'm not trying to conceive. I just have not been that interested at this point in trying a BBT chart. I've wanted to see some actual numbers. So I haven't wanted to see also just whether my luteinizing hormone is positive, like whether it's positive for the surge or not. And one of the reasons is because when I used to try with those other strips years ago when we were trying to conceive, I never got that positive line. And maybe that was because generally I had a lower luteinizing hormone than what the tests pick up. So what I'm going to talk to you today about is, I guess, how I've tried the mirror, like what the process was about going about it, seeing as I don't get a period. And hopefully this will be helpful for some of the women out there who have irregular periods. And then talk about the pros and the cons of the mirror tracker. So some of the pros, the biggest pro that I can think of is just the accuracy of the tracker so it tracks the actual levels of luteinizing hormone in your body so like some days it would say it's two some days it would say it's four then as I was getting closer it was like you're at 20 and that was that's really helpful to know those exact numbers rather than a yes or a no okay so it can fluctuate around those numbers it goes right up to like 400 or whatever depending on your body when you ovulate so it's really helpful to have that exact definite and that lead up so so often when we have trackers and things like that, it'll literally just be like, okay, like now is go time, right? So that can be really hard because it's only measuring like a certain percentage over, right? But we, at least with the mirror, there's a bit of a longer window that you have to know exactly like when you're ovulating. So you have a couple of days 
to know that. So just having that accuracy, having an actual number, and then what happens is the... So you pee on the special stick and then you put the stick in the machine, it goes beep, then it starts counting down and then it syncs with the app. So then the app will show you, you can click on the calendar date and you can see what the actual like number was. It usually gives you a fertility, it's got this thing with like the egg that looks like a tracker and it'll give you a fertility score out of 10 to let you know like this is when it's happening. You can go in and log when you had sex, you can log when you got your period, all sorts of things. But it also has a graph that shows you. So I had um, one or two PCOS warriors send me through their graph and it like connects the dots on the graph as well. So it looks really nice and looks really easy to understand. You can download that graph as well. And if you want to send it to, you know, like me on Instagram or if you want to send it to your naturopath or your, new, your nutritionist or something like that, you can do that as well. So that's a pro is that it just all syncs to your to the mirror app on your phone which is super handy because then yeah you can look back at the dates you can plug in like when was the date of your last period and how what's the length of your period so that then it can give you a reminder as to like okay now it's time to you know start doing this and start doing that and then you can walk away so that's the other pro about the program as well is that you can just walk away and let it do its thing syncing so I would like you know like go to the toilet and then I would get in the shower and start getting ready for work so that was super handy and the other pro about the mirror is that it can also track low levels of luteinizing hormones. So if you have lower levels than the janky trackers can pick up, then it's going to tell you. I suppose as well, one other pro is that if you compare it to basal body temperature thermometers, it's giving LH, things that track the, the luteinizing hormone, are able to track when you're ovulating and before you're ovulating as opposed to basal body temperature tracking which only tracks after you ovulate so if you've got irregular periods something that tracks your basal body temperature is actually not going to be super helpful to you okay so a couple of the cons number one is that you have to remember to make sure like one there was one day when I didn't I don't think I had my bluetooth on in my phone and I didn't connect my mirror properly and so I need to look back and check whether it synced it later but it was like remember to sync your data and I got super confused and super flustered so then what I did was just every day before I tested I made sure my bluetooth was on and made open the app and made sure it was connected so make sure you remember if you get it to like make sure that it's connected and then you test and you do your thing the next thing, which is kind of a con, look, it's not cheap. It's not 50 ovulation strips from eBay, okay? So it is a more premium option. I have a discount code for anyone who is looking at purchasing one. So if you go to bit.ly, so bit.ly slash Mira Warrior, then that's when you can access my special link. And if you enter the coupon code Fertility Warriors, so plural with an S on the end, that'll trigger a discount code. So that can be super helpful, but it is a premium option. It's like a computer, right? So it's something that you'll probably use for the longer term that's going to help you actively try or find out when you're ovulating so that you can time sex appropriately, so you can review past data of your cycle and things like that. The next thing is that you, if you're in Australia, well, hashtag 2020, you just have to be onto it with ordering your strips because it can take a little while for them to get there with all of the craziness of Australia Post. So if you do order one, make sure you order enough strips. 
to last you throughout that time. So the way that I used it as someone who doesn't have a period was I kind of just used a strip every second day because it's it's not like the traditional ovulation testers where you need to keep testing and it's going to be like a particular time of day when you need to test or anything like that. It gives you like a bit of a lead up. So you technically can have like leave it every 48 hours and it's going to be able to track that because it's tracking with a couple of days notice. So that's kind of what I did is just track it every couple of days. Then I, you know, I really, one of the reasons why I wanted to track my ovulation was because I wanted to know if I was right with my moods and, you know, how, like almost like planning my life that there's going to be times when I'm going to feel really energetic. There's going to be times when I want to hibernate more and do things like run my business. When should I be sitting and burning the candle at both ends to create things for you guys or sitting and recording lots of podcast episodes and doing that, scheduling that and leaving it to the last minute and doing that you know, when I usually would have my period, which is when I would usually have like high progesterone, that's the time when I'm going to want to hibernate and just watch Netflix and stuff like that. So knowing that and then being able to be like, you know what, the time when I'm going to feel like I'm on fire for things and want to get things done and want to go through and clean the whole house is actually going to be at ovulation or right before. Okay. So I kind of did that. And then there was a period where I was like, no way, I'm really tired. (laughs) And so I didn't test then because I was like, there's no way. And then I started getting really worried because I had run out of like, well, no, I hadn't quite run out, but I was about to run out of strips. And I was like, I was convinced that I was ovulating around like the 12th of this month. And I was like, oh, what do I do? Do I wait a week? Do What do I do? And then I was like, nope, I'm just like, I'm feeling really great. I'm feeling on fire. I feel like I've got so much energy and I kept testing. And that's when I hit ovulation. And I was like, yes. So testing every second day is what's going to work. If you have something like PCOS and you do get a period, then what I would do is wait till you have your next period, right? And hopefully, you know, They're not like just completely like every six months or anything like that. But what I would do is wait until you have your period. Okay. And then wait 11 days after you like onto day 11. So the day you get your period is day one, then wait till like day 11. If you ovulate, if number one, if you've got PCOS, your problem isn't necessarily that you will ovulate early. Your problem is that you will likely ovulate late. And that's because it's like the hormones just can't get to releasing, like maturing and releasing the eggs. So I would wait until like day 11 before I started testing. uh, And then I would probably test every second day after that. But if you're actively trying to conceive and you have irregular cycles, you're just going to really struggle with a basal body temperature thermometer. One of the benefits of something like the mirror is that they now have what's called the mirror plus. So I've been testing with the traditional mirror. It would have been amazing to have the mirror plus because that also tests your estrogen. Okay. And so what happens in your cycle? Again, head to robinberkin.com slash library, but your estrogen rises before ovulation. Okay. And so that can be an indication of what's happening with your estrogen or like where you are in your cycle. And then they're I like seeking FDA approval right now to also add progesterone. So if you have one of the old computers, it still works. It's actually just the ones that analyze the data um, and send that into the system. So you can have one of the old computers, you just update the software uh, and then it can track 
the estrogen now on the Mirror Plus and it will track the progesterone later in the future. So it can give you a really good indication at home of exactly what your hormones are doing. And that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to track the Mirror because I really want to know that for my own health as well okay like I said your period or not your period because I don't get one your cycle and your hormones are one of such a good indication of your health and what's going on in your body so I really wanted to feel empowered with that I really wanted to be able to take uh, some of my health and some of my some control into my own hands um, and yeah because I don't get a period, like it was really a process of trying to honour my body and take a step back, trying to like have a look at my moods and my energy and see where I felt like I was at. And that's why I wanted to check the mirror. But it's awesome because I was able to actually track and have the knowledge of when I am ovulating. So that's been awesome. That's my review for the mirror. I definitely think that it's worth it if you, you know, that's the track that you want to go down and you want to be still trying naturally. So you can go to bit.ly, so bit.ly slash mirror warrior and type in the coupon code fertility warriors. Remember, it's got an S on the end to claim your discount if it's something that you are looking at purchasing. Thanks so much for jumping in with this review and I'll catch you at the next episode. Bye. Oh, Nelly, don't go anywhere just yet. I need to tell you about a few more things before you go. One is that if you haven't signed up to my Ultimate Fertility Library, it's free, then you're missing out. I have a library of resources just for you and you can get access at robinburkin.com library. There are cheat sheets, books, meditations, affirmations and so much more and it's all free. Head to robinburkin.com library to get access today. Honestly, warrior a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor i'm me and this information is for information and inspirational purposes only based on my own experiences so please don't substitute the information in this podcast for professional healthcare, financial or other advice always consult your own professionals first and know that in the world of trying to conceive there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes to know more about my terms and conditions, head to my website at robinburkin.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week.